So welcome to another episode of Stationary Freaks with myself, Helen Lazowski, and me, Rob Lambert. How we change things up. So I've done the intro today. That makes a change. I know. I know. Um, it does. And I think actually the topic of today as well, Helen, is something that you suggested based on what's happened to you recently. I won't obviously spoil that just yet because you've got a nice story to tell about this. But we're going to talk about stationary disasters, aren't we? We are, because I think, to be fair, this is things that people are going to identify with. I think so. And, and you know what? I think one of mine, if we choose to cover more than the one, is not necessarily a stationary disaster, but it's also a digital disaster as well. So it can be potentially interesting for our listeners to hear the pros and cons of digital and analog as well. But Helen, what's going on in your stationary world? Have you bought anything recently? Have you seen anything cool What's going on? I bought another one of those lovely Levan books. Having done one, bought one only my, for myself recently, I did go and gift one to Helen Callahan because she helped me out with the um, writing challenges, which I have to say was super fun. So every morning she sent me a little email with a, your challenge today. Uh, there was no should you choose to accept it or not about that. <laughs> um, your challenge today is to do this. And then I would have to write for, I don't know, an hour and then just send her what I got in that hour to fulfill that challenge. And it was really, really useful. I, but I did, because I only did it over the Easter holiday, uh, I had five days and I had five challenges. And on the last challenge, she said, okay, so your last challenge is just write the outline for, for a plot for a novel like you did on the first day, but with no constraints. Off you go. And I was just like, oh, I knew this wow. was coming. And I went off the end of a cliff, couldn't do it. Absolutely, I need constraints, Rob. Oh. Absolutely need constraints. Well, you know, creativity does breed in constraints. They, you know, everybody really needs them. We've we've touched on that in a previous podcast. So I was thinking, you know, this sounds like something Helen could almost globalize, if you know what I mean. You know, we're fans of uh, stoicism. We're fans of the Daily Stoic, Ryan Holiday, and every day yeah. he sends an email, um, getting you to think about stoicism. It feels like this could be a sort of almost <laughs> like a mini course that Helen could do via email. Not that we're trying to productize Helen there, but it no, sounds no, interesting. No. Absolutely. I, I'm not sure she'd thank me for saying, hey, <laughs> a whole load of people who want to do this with me next time. Maybe, maybe we should do that. So if I get her to do another one, um, I, maybe, maybe we'll share it with, uh, with people. We'll post yeah. it today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about uh, all the, the new listeners that might be wondering which Helen we're talking about and why me and Helen yes. are talking about writing challenges. Um, we do have a podcast where we interviewed author Helen Callahan. Uh, we'll include that in the show notes. And last week in the last episode, Helen was talking about these writing challenges that she's doing. So we'll link to that as well. And you can give that a listen. So I haven't bought anything really this week, um, but actually had a bit of a, a sort of filter through stuff because we have a listener. I just want to give a shout out to a lady called Mary. But Mary's one of our listeners who's been going through a bit of a tough time. So we sent a little stationary care package, so to speak, to her. Um, so you went through some of your stationary stuff. You sent some beautiful books and some stickers and some ribbons and stuff like that. And it was wrapped beautifully with a really, really beautiful uh, little note in there for her. I <laughs> <laughs> I sent some stuff, some, some cool stuff, actually. Um, you know, a notebook that I'd bought from All Things Analog, which is a, a shop that mm. I uh, really respect. And hopefully we can get them on the podcast soon. And... Yellow legal pads, you'll know I'm a huge fan of that if you're listening to the show. 
Yeah. Mine had a note in it that was written on an index card with my horrible, horrible handwriting. And it really wasn't wrapped as well as yours. Hence, I don't think Mary included pictures of the wrapping of mine in her <laughs> Instagram post. But Mary, we hope you're doing well. Uh, we hope you're doing safe. We hope you enjoy that little care package. And yeah, as part of that, it was a sort of quite cathartic, really, as well, looking through all those notebooks and, you know, pulling out some that I've you know, stored. You know what we're like. We store our notebooks for months and years and don't use them. And so I've now got a little stash next to me, actually, of uh, those notebooks that I intend to put to good use. Do you have any plans for them? What are you going to do? Well, I'm actually um, discovered these two things that uh, one I bought from Bella Bosa myself, which was a, a sort of monthly planner. And I think I mentioned it on the podcast that they got in touch and sent me a free daily planner. So I've dug Ooh. those back out and I intend to start using them again because they were extremely helpful. But you know what my brain's like a hey, one minute I'm into doist, then I'm in sort of half bullet journal although I'm not sure I should have admitted that and then I'm in planners and then I'm in these daily planners so I sort of I sort of move around systems but I'm going to give those a go this week see if it makes a difference I know I saw the disappointed look in the eye when one of my members of staff said to me he's very new and he said uh, so I like to see everything uh, that we're all working on together but how do you store all your stuff I haven't seen any of your stuff I was like, I use analog paper and pen, and I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to change. <laughs> and there was a horrible look of disappointment as he kind of went, oh, that's not going to work for me, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There's always uh, some analog freak in the room, isn't there? It's always me. <laughs> yeah, I remember a while back uh, in one of the uh, jobs I was doing, sat around the table with some very high-flying executives. They're all sat around with these digital tools, and I got my notebook out, my yellow legal pad and my little pencil case, and... You could see they were smirking and a few oh, sort yeah. of loose comments about, look at this guy, you know, the 1980s want you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> want you back. And then the uh, chief walked in, you know, she was the sort of, you know, basically the COE, uh, CEO, sorry. And she walked in and proceeded to open a very beautiful notebook and get out her pencil case <laughs> and proceeded to operate in a very analog fashion like myself. And I felt quite smug in that, that <laughs> we should get some little cards printed rob that we can just slip to people who've got really nice stationery to go from one stationery freak to another right yeah we should do that and some stickers in <laughs> fact we you know we we you know i think we need to do a bit more to brand up this stationery freaks thing that we're doing because it's uh it's great people are still downloading many thousands of people yeah. so thank you so much uh it really does surprise us and we love we love uh, hearing from you, you know, it's yeah. great for us. And I know lots of people reach out sort of quietly, individually. I think we've got a lot of perhaps introverts in our listener group. Um, and it's, you know, we like that too, right? 100%, 100%. Best way to get in touch with us is obviously the website, stationaryfreaks.com or on Instagram, which we're starting to use a little bit more, um, still sporadic in our use, um, which is stationaryfreaksuk on Instagram. So Helen, stationary disasters... <gasps> I struggled to think of a few, really, but you've got one. So go for it, this Helen. Is, Let's hear this story. You've built it up a bit much, Rob. This episode is purely because this happened to me and it was just awful. So everybody who listens to the podcast often will know that I've very recently been getting into fancy 
rediscovering my love of fountain pens and then fancy inks that do this like glittery stuff so and I'm not even joking Rob I think I have every fountain pen I own and that's about five on my desk right now and each of them have got a different color ink in because I'm trying to decide which link I like and I'm switching between the two so I'm setting the scene here and you also regular listeners will know that I am a devout bullet journaler now I don't do the all of the pretty pretty my mine is very very functional but it does have pretty washi tape and nice colors because that's how my brain works including now nice fountain pen ink and I've just finished one so I'm starting to set up the next one so I've set up the beginning of April and I've done two weeks in it and I'm just setting up May and I had May open so that I was putting on some pretty colors and bits and pieces and I left it all on my desk uh, ready for Monday right and um, I went out into the garden and did some lovely gardening and came in and just thought I'd very quickly water my house plants because I'm a bit of a fan of plants everywhere. And so if I can just explain to people, maybe get you to picture this beautiful brand new notebook, which I love. And, and you know that joy when you're setting up a new notebook and that initial phase before you've ruined it with actual real stuff. I had washi tape, I had pretty inks, and I had beautiful handwriting that I'd tried very hard on and done my best work. Um, And I'm coming in with muddy hands to water the plants. So when I knock over a glass of water that I'd left, stood next to it, um, all over the ink, you can imagine, firstly, oh my God, ink and paper, well, water and paper, and then, oh my God, ink and water and paper. I mean, it was an absolute disaster and because it was a disaster I rushed really quickly to save my notebook right with my muddy hands so now I've got a full set of uh, fingerprints ready to prove that that notebook is now mine I was absolute disaster I have I have mopped it up the paper's all gone crinkly I have taken out the worst affected page and, and and redone it so my notebook numbering which I don't use now is not consecutive but you know it was a moment of absolute despondency and I I put it into the sunlight and left it to dry and for the whole rest of the weekend I kept saying oh no I've spilled water on my notebook and my husband kept laughing at me because he kept saying you know this I said I know but I keep forgetting and then remembering and I was reliving this over and over again the whole weekend until I could fix it so that is my disaster and and that prompted me to say to Rob have you had any disasters? So, Rob, do you want to share yours? Well, well, actually, before we move on, I've got, I've got a few. <laughs> there's a few things here, Helen, to unpack, isn't there? Really, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm confessing, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, I've just put myself on mute while you were telling that story because it was, uh, I was finding it quite funny, um, which is really bad of me because I shouldn't laugh at a fellow stationary freak that's having a disaster, of course. Um, <laughs> And there's a few things. So firstly, I mean, you can tell you're clearly distraught in in your voice and the way you're uh, reliving this horror moment of uh, ruining a good notebook. And there's a few other things. though. first one, we know, don't we, as stationary freaks, and, you know, maybe we should get a poster printed for you, that you do not mix drinks with stationery. <laughs> I do know that. I really do know that. I should have known better, Rob. Yeah. I mean, I had it coming, didn't I? Yeah, absolutely. I think we mentioned it on the last show, actually, um, that you're quite clumsy and knocking over cups of tea whilst you're doing uh, bullet journaling. And maybe there's also a, you know, from a person who does not do bullet journaling, um, 
maybe there's a lesson there about all the effort that goes into it to quickly get ruined. Um, but I'm just being facetious. It's actually yeah, just, fun. Yeah, you just... <laughs> um, and then I guess secondly or thirdly, or I can't remember how many points we've made now, um, mixing hobbies together doesn't sound good. <laughs> you know, muddy hands, washing, you know, you know, not washing, watering your plants. Yeah. Do you have a, actually on that point, do you have a dedicated notebook for your garden activity? No. Now it's really interesting. So I thought about doing it and I have put aside a notebook to do that in, but I have been using an app on uh, called paper on my iPad because mm. I've got one of the iPad pencils and I can draw out my beds and I can write stuff and I can change stuff. Um, and I do a different page every season. Um, but it's not very satisfying, but it's very functional. So I, I am in two minds, whether I need a, an analog notebook or whether this will do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Paper's good. Um, on the, on the iPad actually. And, um, yeah, maybe we do, do an episode on that in the future, not on paper, but on, you know, blending digital and analog for these yeah. sorts of things. What I will say is I, I remember my parents moved, um, from Sheffield to Lincolnshire to the countryside uh, where I was expecting rolling hills and what have you. And Lincolnshire is very flat with lots of fields. Um, it was a beautiful place. And they obviously, they, they well, not obviously, they bought a small holding with a little greenhouse and stuff in it. Oh. And what was remarkable when we first sort of moved in and I went to help them move in was in the greenhouse, there was a big wooden column in the middle of the greenhouse. This was a big greenhouse um, supporting the roof. And on that column, was the history of the potato yield from that greenhouse all written out with the year and the yield and the quality and and all sorts of other stuff that I didn't really understand. Wow. And I love that stuff. You know, you're finding something that somebody wrote down. I think it was like 1974 was the first record, which was before I was born. Um, and all of the records every year down this wooden column and round all four sides of it it was lovely to see that and oh part God. of me is that digital stuff just yeah it'll probably be around forever you'll be able to dig it out and dropbox or whatever in 25 years time but it just won't have that same feel will it i mean it's no. yeah so i don't know i think a little notebook leave it in your greenhouse look back on it in years to come do you think so maybe mm -hmm. maybe, maybe. I, I would just add one last addendum to the end of my little story which is having ruined this and as I said constantly over the weekend having to relive it as I remembered that I'd done it there was a little I, I always like to look on the positive and you'll know this Rob I try and find a good thing in a negative event mm. do you know the good bit that I found was do you know that nice um, Levan notebook that I bought that means mm. I could potentially switch to that because you know I've ruined this one so I actually gave a really good excuse to start that notebook which I, you know, just felt just so wrong, but how exciting. Um, yeah. and unfortunately, when I came in and found that it was entirely salvageable, I had mopped it up well enough, it had dried out enough, and with it, ripping out a couple of pages, it was fine. There's now the disappointment of not being able to, <laughs> not being able to use that Levan notebook straight away for that purpose. So, you know, I felt like a bit, a bit sucker punched on that one. Mm. I, I noticed that maybe there's a, a trend and a theme going to start with you, Helen, where, 
you're justifying the use of these new notebooks by ruining the one that you've got. <laughs> Self-sabotage. Just yeah. I can see some extremely creative ways of you losing and damaging notebooks in the future. Speaking of which. Yeah, speaking of which, um, I, I guess my, it's not a disaster. You know, this isn't a disaster in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but it did lead to a pretty personal uh, crisis uh, around my digital tooling in a minute. And we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, but I... Um, use notebooks to do mind maps of information, should we say. And as part of the personal knowledge management system, and we do have a podcast on that, I'll include that in the show notes as well. Um, part of that system is analog. So creating mind maps, doodles, drawings of things that I'm learning. So breaking those concepts out using sometimes Cornell note-taking methods, sometimes mind maps, et cetera, et cetera. And my notebooks I, I try to use them for one specific thing, but I don't always do that. So they'll have to-do lists and design ideas and book ideas and all sorts of stuff in them. And I had a really nice notebook that was used for mostly personal knowledge management stuff. I do digitize them afterwards, so this is why it's not a huge disaster. But I left that notebook on a train. I think what was probably more concerning for me was what I'd written in those sort of notes around it if somebody found it. <laughs> You know, sometimes I'm in meetings at work and I write things like, I must escape this <laughs> world. You know, sometimes they're very personal, motivational things to get me off my backside. Anyway, I lost that notebook, um, but that's okay. You, because somebody said to me, well, you should have had a digital personal knowledge management system. That's the power of digital is that, you know, you don't lose stuff. And then what happened a couple of months after that is I moved all of my digital personal knowledge management stuff into Apple Notes. And I moved it from Evernote, which was getting clumsy and UI was pretty bad and the updates were pretty poor. So I moved to everything over to Apple Notes and I was very happy for a couple of days until one morning I woke up and Apple Notes was completely empty. And I don't know to this day what actually happened because obviously I've got multiple devices with notes on. And for some reason it had synchronized with nothing. So everything had gone. Um, I managed to disconnect the internet from one of my computers and open notes on that before it synchronized and they were all there but I could not get them out of Apple Notes in a format that made any sense at all Oh no! and as soon as it connected to the internet it synchronized and it deleted all the notes so I don't quite to this day know what happened but I lost all of my personal knowledge management system because that's I deleted, a disaster Rob I that really sounds like a disaster I think you're downplaying it was, it was I mean this was like 15 years of notes on you know scientific articles communication management leadership you name it all there all taxonomied up and you know it was a beautiful thing really all gone and so i had to start again and so there you go to all those that say digital is much better at storing stuff not always and i'm pretty tech savvy so i still can't quite work out what i did wrong but clearly something was not happy yeah. Interestingly, I looked on the forums to see if I could recover this and loads of people had that same issue with Apple Notes at that point in time. Oh, really? So it could well be not, not user yeah. error, Rob. <laughs> yeah, it could be uh, just one of those things. You know, we build software for a living, don't we? So we know it doesn't always work as you expect it to. So yeah, that was a pretty personal disaster. Lost a notebook, then lost my whole personal knowledge management system. Now I'm uh, moving over to Nimbus Notes, which is very, very good. And I take a regular backup out into Dropbox and a regular one onto a hard drive. So, <laughs> so 
three, <laughs> three places. So if it all goes pear shaped with Nimbus notes, I've I've got it all backed up in text format. So that was my disaster. Um, I suppose the other one, just very quickly, I did mention in a couple of podcasts a while ago that I got a new Otagami notebook, which is beautiful. These things are really, really good for drawing on. First page, decent drawing, actually. Not bad, not brilliant, but not bad. I then coloured it in with some new pens that I've got. And only when I've. You're a bullet general at heart, Rob. Well, this was a doodle. It was like, you know, as one of these sort of abstract pictures of circles all over. There was nothing sort of, you know, wordy in there. It was just a, a drawing. I was just dabbling around with my art type stuff. And I colored it in with these new pens that I've got. And the pens didn't seem that thick. They seemed sort of like highlighter pens. So I just carried on. And then when I turned the page, all of the ink had gone through. It like I dropped an entire paint bucket onto the notepad. But on the, the page with the Colour was on, it was fine, but underneath it was just destroyed, all stuck together. And that, it rippled through about eight pages of this oh, notebook. Yeah. yeah. So it's... when we talk about ruining that first page, the first page was all right, but it ruined, you know, seven pages yes. afterwards. <laughs> if you rip them out, Rob, you can hardly tell. That's what I did. Oh, I know, but the, the problem with that is I find that when you rip pages out of a notebook, you sometimes ruin the whole thread thing. And you find yeah. pages later on in the book falling out, and there's that. I always go and remove those as well, so that that you don't have a page that's not actually properly stitched in for exactly that reason. Yeah. But if you well, like thread, if if they're stitched books, and I love the stitched books, mm. the if you rip out more than one or two pages within a a, a wadge, they become really loose, don't they? So yeah. You know what? I wouldn't have minded too much if the first picture had been an absolute masterpiece. But it really, it really wasn't. It was all right. I might post a picture up onto our Instagram stories and of the several pages afterwards that got ruined. Hey ho! Ah, uh, it's and, and I don't like to be dis, sort of despondent, but but when you have something that you love like stationery and you use it and you get so much joy out of it, it's like your favorite pet coming and biting you when something like that happens, isn't it? It's just. Mm. Yeah, and, and I've got two cats and they do bite me and it's um, it's not pleasant. <laughs> I don't bite anyone else, by the way. I should uh, add to that. I don't quite know why they think that I'm uh, edible. So there you go. Well, anyway, we know that this is sort of, you know, problems that most people don't need or have or care about, but they are problems to us as stationary freaks. Um, so we thought we'd share those two little stories with you. Yes. So you can come and listen to this episode again as and when you have your stationary disaster and you can go it's not just me i'm not alone 100 percent. and let us know if you've got your own uh, stationary disaster let us know in the comments or wherever you're listening to this and of course over on instagram stationary freaks uk we will put a little promo kind of post up for this podcast let us know in the comments of that i don't i think i've thrown away my page with my fingerprints on but uh yeah i should have we should have taken photos rob Mm, you should have i suppose in the panic and the drama and um all the counseling that you've needed since (laughs) (laughs) just didn't pop up in your priority list did it it wasn't top no (laughs) and equally if you were using it for bullet journaling you weren't able to write in it that you should post pictures of it because your bullet journal was ruined yeah you'd see that's the system broke didn't it (laughs) (laughs) oh dear we are so childish sometimes anyhow anyway that's it for this week let us know if you're a stationary brand or you dabble in stationary or you use stationary to um, do really epic cool stuff or even if you just keep yourself sane by doodling in notebooks 
let us know. We're looking for a number of guests over the course of this year to appear on the podcast. We're yeah. reaching out to people as well. So if you get an email or an Instagram message from us, please respond if you want to be on the show. And uh, we're happy to, obviously, you know, you could talk about your products and your business and what you do, but equally, we just want to know why you love stationery as well. So do get in touch with us if you're interested in being on the show. Yeah, we just want to know the stories. Yeah. yeah, we want to share your story with the fellow stationery freaks. Anything else before we close out the show? No, no, no. I think I've spoken enough for today. Get back to that bullet journal. I'm glad it's all all right. And I look forward to hearing how you've ruined it so you can move on to another notebook. It's open in front of me. And the nice thing about a bullet journal, Rob, is you can turn the page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until it catches fire, which I'm sure will happen to that one. Just to <laughs> give you an excuse to open a new one. You are so charming. <laughs> right, with that, I think we're done on this one. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, hit that like button on the show and uh, give us a rating if you feel like you can. And don't hesitate to get in touch with us over on Instagram. And we look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. That's goodbye from me. And me. Take care. Speak to you soon. Bye.